and welcome to another episode of I Heart Geek. Yay! It's the new series, guys. I'm so excited for this one. We are in the What If series, which means we're mm-hmm. we are dead in the middle of the multiverse. And this is something that, if you've been watching the show for a while, you know this is something I'm very excited about. I'm Dub. I'm here with Michelle. I'm here with Courtney, and we're here with Blyes. How are you guys doing today? Super good, man. I'm super mm-hmm. excited about this. Um, the multiverse, it's here and it is 100% gonna be awesome. Huge. It's going to be <laughs> really good. Now, um, for the first thing I want to say, we are doing this. This episode was Captain Carter, which is a take off of what if Peggy Carter had simply moved her positioning in when, uh, when Steve went in for the super soldier serum changes everything we'll get into all that in a minute but first i want to talk about this real quick so for these what if episodes we are doing a contest so what kind of contest you ask you want to get a free shirt i know you do no okay so what we are (laughs) (laughs) so how this contest is going to work is you can get up to four four different entries every week what you what you're going to need to do is where which, whichever social media that you follow us on, the way may it be Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook, um, we need you to like and comment and follow. So for every one of those, every time you do that on any of those four social medias, you get one entry. So you can get up to four per week. And then at the end, we may, depends on how many people actually get into this, but it'll be either, somewhere between one and four shirts we're going to be giving away. So. Yay. Um, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say, especially in your comments on all these. And we will be talking back to you. Okay, so good luck and keep on geeking on. Yes, well, I'll, I'll be working on my my intro on that for the next nine weeks. So you did good. You did good. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you, this is why I have somebody else read the listener feedback every time. I just say, yeah, I don't like doing that. So going somebody in, named Courtney. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to have you read that next time. Sometimes me. Sometimes me. Just, yeah. If I'm not there, you get stuck with it. <laughs> That's usually how it works. So now going into this, what were you guys expecting? Leave out what what we actually saw. What were you expecting going into this whole series? Um, let's start with Bly's on this one. Uh, I think I was expecting kind of what we got. Um, there wasn't too much secrecy um, from the trailers, um, at least in this episode. Now, we know that about four or five of the episodes and what they're going to be, but that leaves about four yeah. or five episodes that we have absolutely they no don't idea tell us what's week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what's going to be coming from it? So I think that's where the the surprise is definitely going to be. But um, they showed us in the trailers what was coming, and I am one hundred percent into it. It was a fun mm-hmm. ride. Michelle, what about you? I, I know you probably weren't expecting the animation quite so much, <laughs> but what were you expecting going into this? You know, honestly, I don't know. And yeah, so everyone should probably know by now. I'm not. I'm not an animation fan. It's very hard for me, um, but I I did it. I stuck through it. So I was I was um, I guess I was just anticipating seeing her, you know, just kick some butt. Well, <laughs> you got plenty kidding. of that. I feel like that's what go. we got. So I'm yeah. pretty happy with that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Courtney, what were you expecting going in? Um, I don't know, like flies. I mean, they gave some of it away in the the trailer, but. I, Frankly, I just went in 
with the excitement of not knowing what Disney and Marvel were going to give us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew the first episode was going to be Captain Carter, and I want to say thank you, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> you, as the not, hardcore yeah. as the hardcore peggy carter stan in this group <laughs> thank you so much and, and i think they did a great job with her um now when i went in i am actually a super 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 huge fan of the what if comic books i've always liked the you know or dc does else worlds i like that taking the, the stuff you love twisting it so it's and it's only on one one maybe two issues at the most and then it goes away so that you can do you know quote unquote like the gender swap uh superheroes and the you know what if this character was this what if this guy was really a jerk you know i love that but i don't want to see my characters ruined long term for it so if you have a if you want to take a swing with it that's awesome so that i just kind of went in as, as expecting okay they're gonna twist things a little bit and I don't have to care, you know, because there isn't going to be an Easter egg. And I was right. I don't think that we have to care about any of these characters because we're not going to see it again much. I know Blyze, yeah, you have, <laughs> you have, I know Blyze <laughs> has some other ideas on that, but go sure. ahead. Yeah, I think that this will be an opportunity for the MCU to kind of test drive things that they may not necessarily want to fully dive into. Mm -hmm. Um, There's already talks about bringing Peggy in somewhere in a live action version of this, which um, would be awesome. Even if it was just in. uh, If we're getting a cameo. Yeah. If you're getting a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Through the multiverse. I I don't don't want to see Peggy that we love gone. No, no, no. I don't think that we'll see her gone. I think that we'll see. I don't think this does that though. Yeah, no, no, it's not, not going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll just give them opportunity to test drive some things out before they introduce it into a live action setting. Yeah. So the, the, uh, these shows are going to be a little bit shorter than we've been doing with Loki and all that because there isn't really any Easter eggs. We're just going to kind of gush on the films and why you should like it and some things to pay attention to. And that's about it. So we're not going to go in the hardcore what did I just watch? Cause you kind of know what you just watched. Um, so, so let's, let's start right off. Can we please have Stan Lee doing his final cameo as the watcher or a watcher? It would have to be a watcher. Cause we've already, we've already seen art for this one. Yeah. I mean, we don't see it in this, but it's, it's all over the internet of what he looks like. So yeah. it's not yeah. Stanley, which Sucks because I loved that in what was which Avengers was that in that we saw? It was Guardians Two, I believe. It was Guardians when Two. When you see him, he's not a watcher. He, I think he's credited as a um, watcher informative or something like that. So he's the one going and taking the information to the watchers. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know if we'll necessarily see him as a watcher, but he has his lore in there with them. So Michelle, <laughs> I want to ask you this real quick because um, I want to know if we need to go into it. Do you know who the Watcher is or what the Watcher is? Very, very vaguely. I have a a brief sort of understanding. So, yeah, if you guys want to go into detail, yeah, yeah you want to hit not be hit, mad. You want to hit into who the Watcher is a little bit, um, either Blyze or Courtney? Go ahead, Blyze. Sure. Uh, so, the Watcher is a cosmic being uh, who is um, dedicated with the sole purpose of 
watching the events that happen throughout the universe, but is unable to intervene. Uh, um, that that's his that's title. That's can't. his job. He does break away from it from time to time. Yeah, at least our watcher does. So every universe has its own watcher. Uh, Uatu is the watcher of the six one six universe, which is the main Marvel universe. Um, he from time to time will dive in and, and do stuff to intervene because he starts to care for humanity of it but yeah that's basically what he is and um hats off to jeffrey wright as the voice of the watcher oh yeah i couldn't think of anyone else who would have been able to i mean i'm sure someone else would have been able to do it but he was he was perfect perfect. yeah Mm -hmm. okay so as we said this whole the whole premise of this is instead of peggy standing in the back in the booth she was standing on the floor when they gave the super soldier serum which literally changes everything. Um, now, I like that everything that did change, they did a really, really good job, job of explaining why. Um, for instance, when they went in with, um, you know, why, why did, why was she able to get, or why was everything um, stopped faster? It's because she was right there and she actually made the move. Um, I like that. I really liked how when they did spoilers for later, how when they did the uh, Hydra Stomper, they called him, how they made that to explain why mm-hmm. um, Winter Soldier did not lose his arm. Because he would have lost his arm had he have not been there because he slowed down the train at that moment. Yeah. So I think they did a great anything that changed. They did a great job and didn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. And they he made... would just. Oh, sorry. Go, no, go ahead, Michelle. And he would just be Bucky. There, there, there wouldn't be a Winter Soldier that no. was Bucky. So it's just Bucky, right? Yeah, yeah, not in this yeah. universe for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's just um, Bucky. They did a good job throughout the whole episode of showing not only the subtle changes of what she's like as uh, um, Agent Car- or Captain Carter, mm-hmm. but the differences in how things play out. If you yeah. watch it. Everything happens like two to three steps ahead of the time it happened in Steve's timeline because she's so on top of things. She's such a a person who is Mm -hmm. behind the scenes making the plans and doing the stuff for the SSR that they caught, they got the Tesseract that much sooner. They went in and stopped um, Red Skull that much sooner because not only was she there leading the charge, she was also there creating the plan. And she was trained, was awesome. you know, which was yes, great. Exactly. Um, you know, so, something that I saved for later, but I'll throw this in now. I mean, how much the character changes because you don't have the naivety, naivety of Steve. Steve. You have mm-hmm. someone, you have actually a soldier. Sure. Who's yeah. higher up that actually makes the plans. And that cha- that's a game changer for Captain America. Mm-hmm. Would I ever love this character as much? No, because I love the character because of the naivety. But it's it makes for it's very exciting how they did it. Yeah. So they both work really well, I think. But they they're very different characters, even oh, sure. with such a similar story. And I think that was great that they did it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made it made what's what's what else did I see? It made Steve grow up. Steve grew up a lot when he went into the Hydra Stomper, which I think is silly, but. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I do have one question with the Hydra Stomper. Do you think that Tony ever 
becomes Iron Man in this universe? Or is he just, is he better equipped or? I, I'd like to hear all your opinions on that. It, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't see why not. And maybe, maybe because of how early, you know, all of this yeah. was going on, maybe it would even be a more advanced quicker, quickly. Yeah. Than it was. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's obviously I, yeah. like in the blood, right? So. Yeah, I, I think it's there, but you don't know um, if Tony doesn't own it, does he ever go for it? Yeah, well, I mean, it like Michelle said, I think that the technology when we when we would eventually get to Tony would be that much better because essentially Tony made the same thing, but what, 40, 50, 70 years later? Yeah. wherever yep. it is in the timeline so if he's if you start at the point where howard started and then he's progressing on it as time goes on maybe he takes it up at some point yeah maybe he becomes steve's war machine yeah. or something along those or maybe tony never exists because they pulled howard into the field once and if they do it again who's to say he makes it out oh wow he's yeah. not a field person so we may not have a tony start yeah and this is what is so fun with these what ifs, because these are questions that are legitimate and it really makes you think about it. And because this is all we're going to see. Cool. You know, you, you can let your mind go wild and this happened and it didn't in this world instead of just disappearing. What I really liked about the the episode is it literally felt like an extension of the Agent Carter TV show. Yeah. Um, the series is available. Both seasons are available on Disney Plus if you guys want to watch them. They're amazing. But I mean, the you know the fight which is done to swing music. She literally does that twice <laughs> in the Agent Carter TV show. She beats somebody up to "It's a New Day" by Peggy Lee, and then she beats <laughs> somebody up. And the you know, I mean, so it was it it was very much an extension and her her interactions captain carter's interactions with dominic cooper who does the voice of howard stark who played howard stark mm, the is, first one yes they have they have the same kind of back and forth that we got in agent carter too and that's one thing i really loved it it felt like an extension as if this is what happened this is what agent carter would have been if she had taken the super yeah. serum instead so I really dug that a lot. So now, with um, with this show and you loving the Agent Carter TV show, you felt 100% that they portrayed Peg- Peggy herself, not just her actions, but the character of Peggy was portrayed justifiably. Like she was a good, yes. they did a good job. Yeah, That's awesome. this, this is our, this is our Peggy. She just has super strength. Yeah, um, and so yeah, the characterization. There's no change in her character. This is who Peggy would. This would. This is who the Peggy we know and love in the MCU would act if she had the super serum. And this is why she. I know there's some debate on whether this is how she would act, or if the serum would even work, or if she would turn her evil. No, I mean this is exactly what she would become. Because it's essentially what she is now. She's just not. She can't punch a tank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean the thing is, there was that that part I love too because there's that playful nature of her finding out 
all of the powers and all the things that she can do. And it, it very mirrors the Captain America first Avenger because, you know, he looks down at himself and is like, Whoa, I'm hot. So I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, what's fun. They, they threw that in there. Yeah. So, and see, I always liked that about Peggy is that, you know, she did just, she, she kicked butt anyway, you know, mm-hmm. when we, when we've seen her before and now it's just like, Obviously, it's elevated, but being able to see her do that and see the character that I knew, you know, already, it, it, it fell right in line to me. It was just it was just her elevated. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. very that part was very believable and enjoyable for me to watch. So now let, let's talk about the most controversial thing about this show. And this is something that this is a take it or leave it. The animation style itself. Now, the animation style is very much a telltale game, only a little more smoothed out. Um, however, if you watch it long enough, it started to feel like a Saturday morning cartoon. I hated it when I first saw it, I'm not going to lie. I, I just didn't like it for this because I don't like motion comics. I don't like all that stuff. But the, more, the longer I watched it, the more it became kind of cartoony, like Saturday morning style. So I'm... I'm okay with it. I mean, it's not the DC animated universe. It doesn't look, have that just outstanding look of it. It's got its own look. But I'm, the jury's still out. It doesn't make me so I don't like the show, but I really, I'm not in love with the animation. Let me hear your guys' thoughts on the animation itself, uh, Michelle. Um, I It was okay. Um, I, I'm going to say as well, I'm not really... It didn't really do it for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, it just, sometimes it just felt kind of off with the audio. I don't know. It just, honestly, I kind of, I found myself sort of zoning out and not really enjoying parts of it. And, and uh, for someone who's not, who has a hard time watching animation that this didn't help me at all. So fair enough. Courtney, how did you do with, um, go ahead. How did you do with Captain America, just the movie in general? Were you a, were you a fan of it? You were able to stay? Because I know a lot of yeah. people that when they talk about Captain America, the first Avenger, that's one of their little nitpicky things is that it's a slower movie. And this really, I felt, fit the, um, the pacing of that movie. Like, so this 30-minute episode fit the pacing of that movie, which already is a slower movie so i just wonder if maybe that that may have played a a factor into it too and see to me this was like like super fast like all of a sudden it's it's just like like (laughs) and i'm just like okay apparently now we're fighting red skull and and it's almost over and i'm like wait she just got the serum like what's happening (laughs) yeah it did go pretty Um, fast on that yeah so that part actually kind of annoyed me i get it it's a short it's supposed to be short, but it was just like, okay, calm down. But watching Captain America, see, I like those. I, I've always liked watching characters from the start, you know, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. through that progression. So something like the Captain America movie kind of just, I, I actually enjoy that. So yeah, I had no problem watching the actual movie. I think it's just the animation that just didn't, it didn't grab me. Sometimes animation will, mm-hmm. and this time it just, it it's its own style. Yeah. yeah. Courtney? Um, it's not my favorite style of animation, but as it went in, I it didn't bother me as much. Um 
Yeah, I mean, it does feel like, I think Blyze is the one who said it when we were discussing this before we started recording. I think he's the one who said, it feels like Saturday morning cartoons when we were kids. And I really, I dig that feel of it. Um, sometimes the facial expressions threw me a little bit, but other than that, they were good. I, I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> Them giving her China's jaw. <laughs> The wrestler. Yeah, see, I don't <laughs> of I course don't, wrestling. I don't think I don't think that was that one I don't on agree purpose, with you on that, but I thought it was a little especially. I, I don't first. think she had China's jaw. And in, in China's defense, I met her once. She was an incredibly kind woman. I'm not saying anything negative <laughs> so, about her. <laughs> just, just say it. Just say it. <laughs> okay, Blythe, go ahead. Yes, yeah, so um I don't think you could have done this in a different animation style only because mm-hmm. the familiarity with the characters from the movies and then portraying the characters from the movies, they needed a little bit of a third dimension added to them. And you don't want to go full like 3d CGI. Cause that all, that never really turns out well. So I think they picked a good animation style for what they were going for because you're right. If they would have tried to do this in like the same kind of art format as like the DC movies or the DC animated, it wouldn't have worked. It's I I don't want to say because the DC stuff is a little bit more like up in age. So I don't want to say it's more cartoony, but it just mm-hmm. didn't it doesn't feel like a, a movie universe. And that's what where this is coming from is the movie universe. Fair enough. Um actually okay this this is actually what i think about the animation remember the animation from the uh, take on me video this is what happens 40 years later this is the <laughs> the better cgi of it's the kindest is the kindest and i said i'm not harping on it it's just it's not my favorite mm-hmm. but as i said by the end of it i didn't notice it so that's a good thing you know i i you know there's there's things that i i will stop reading comics in general if I don't like the art style, I would not have liked this style when I went into it. But the story was good enough and the movement was good enough that it was it was good. Um, an, an issue I had was Colonel Flynn. Um, he was lazy writing. That was way over the top. You can't do that. You're a woman. I'm like, oh, I mean, I get what they were doing, but that was lazy writing. They could have done it a whole lot better. See, well, I disagree it's the with same- that. Yeah, was, that's it, the 40s. I was over and, the top. But that's that that's the 40s. That was how the time yeah. period was. And that's what she dealt with in her own show, as Courtney, I'm sure, was about yep. to tell you. Go on, Courtney. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, and I agree with Lies. <laughs> and one thing, one thing I will also say is is he Flynn is voiced by Bradley Whitford, mm-hmm. who, if anybody remembers the one shot, the Agent Carter one shot that happened. He is actually the man who has to answer when she gets promoted to head of the SSR. Mm -hmm. And he does the same thing to her in that. So I like the cyclical nature of having the same actor do that. And yeah, it's what she dealt with. It's a big part of the first season of Agent Carter is because she can move and operate because the men don't pay attention to her. So she's able to figure out what's going on with Leviathan way before everybody else does because she's a woman and they don't belong in the field. So, I mean, it's just, it's all, 
I mean, one, it is the forties. Like, like you said, that's, that's what women were treated like. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. That's what was that what women were treated like. And so to have it in there, I think it was, it was, it was a good, good tactic. And again, I love the fact that Bradley Whitford is the voice both times is the actor both times. It's a nice kind of homage. Cause I think if I remember correctly, Blythe, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I know they have said agent Carter isn't Canon anymore, but I don't know if the one shot is not Canon anymore. Um, so it's possible. I, this is going to be a tough discussion constantly with the, is it Canon? Is it not? Yeah. It's a multiverse. Nothing. It's a multiverse. I think you're going to say that the TV shows are their own universe. Um, they have said that this is canon, but within the multiverse. So again, it's for Marvel to be able to pick and choose what they want from the stuff that they've done before <laughs> and the stuff that they have coming up. It's like so if Star we Wars pull, all over again. Okay. If we want to pull out <laughs> yeah, but done Daredevil properly. and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, but leave Iron Fist over there. You can do all that, and yeah. it's fine because it's the multiverse. Bye bye, Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, I just have to ra- say that, that I, another bad writing. Go ahead, Michelle. I just have to say that I love Bradley Whitford anyway, and um, Me I, too. I hate I hate the Colonel, but <laughs> but <laughs> but it's exactly right as far as the time, um, and sadly, a lot of that stuff women still deal with. So I think it was, I think it was pretty spot on. And I, I think he did a perfect job with that character. Like he made me hate him. <laughs> and come on, you have to, you absolutely have to love when she looks at him and says, Colonel, you're lucky you're in the room because yeah. it was yeah. just delivered beautifully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she goes, beats up some Nazis. I'm happy. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of Nazis, we had the blonde soldier, which I the only reason I'm bringing it up is because when he gets punched by Peggy, he looks like Glass Joe from NAS's uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I mean, literally, it's the exact. It I I don't know if they like overlapped over overlaid it, but I'm like, that's Glass Joe. That's awesome. now. See, I did have a problem with that only because he gets out of the the tank and says they've sent a fragile Fraulein to. That's like, again lazy writing. Wait, after she's just laid waste to like Lift, she's lifted cars, she's yeah. Flipped a tank, she's flipped a tank, she stopped a tank, she's like beat the snot out of everybody around <laughs> her, and he's like, Oh, the fragile Fraulein who just lifted the tank over her head. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I, again, I don't think it's lazy writing. I think it's totally yeah, the I think attitude. it just it exactly. was funny. It just, it, was it makes it funny. Yeah, but it's totally yeah. it's totally the attitude. He was a giant masculine Nazi. That's 100% what he would have said walking mm-hmm. out of the tank. <laughs> and then I see, literally I literally said she just threw a tank. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> I do have a question. Was Captain America able to take a stop a moving car and throw it over his head? I don't know if you've ever seen I that. I mean, have like, we, wow, has he been in that situation? He's I'm sure. I, you know what? I think he does in Age of Ultron. Oh, no, okay. that's a that's a motorcycle. I know which, he does a motorcycle, but I think he does. I think he does a car too, doesn't he? Maybe he doesn't. He does a car. If maybe anyway, he doesn't. With the 
minimal effort that it takes him to just jump off the motorcycle, hold the handlebars and just toss and that motorcycle. It. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he could also just toss a car. <laughs> okay, that that sounds like Marvel explaining, but it's all she good. didn't. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't really. She didn't really toss it though. You know, she didn't pick it up and chuck it like Wonder Woman does in her movie. She literally, it comes at her and she lifts it, basically flips it over her so head. So she used the momentum of the car to, yeah. like, to toss it over. She doesn't her. really okay. throw it. She doesn't really that like chuck it. Wow. She doesn't chuck it like a football. <laughs> I think you're just discrediting her whole like thing. Well, she didn't actually. I no, I'm not. Dis- I'm not. Don't you? No, it. don't. Okay. It was. It was I still just rad. It was still yep. rad. It, you know, it was just she flipped it over the back of her head. You know. <laughs> okay. The the the. I mean, she I want- did beat a kraken, so I mean, we can't really discredit. We'll, how we'll get into is. that in just a second on that because I'm curious on that. <laughs> um, I love the ragtime with the airplane fight scene. She's fighting airplanes in the sky with ragtime music, and I'm like. I'm in. This is cool. I told you it's the same thing they do. They use swing music. Yeah. For her fighting like, airplanes. The, the <laughs> diner scene. The diner scene in Agent Carter. If you don't even watch the whole thing, go Google this fight scene. It's worth it just for that. Like Haley Atwell literally broke a stuntman's nose while doing that <laughs> fight scene. So it's awesome. <laughs> Does anyone want um Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans to come back so Robert Downey Jr. can make the nanites form a tiny handle on his back and then Steve can just grab it and ride him around. I thought that was just <laughs> the funniest thing that he they built a handle on for Peggy to jump on the high grab it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, convenience. What is hey. when when Agent Carter goes into the the I don't know what it we don't know what did she go into that made the time yeah. stop. What was she fighting? Was it Cthulhu? Was it? I, yeah, go ahead, Courtney. My question is, how did Red Skull get the Tesseract again? Because because Howard had it. He had it in the Hydra Stomper. Unless there when the train a... exploded. Yeah, the train oh, exploded he put it in the, the Hydra Stomper. Yeah, the Tesseract was, oh, is in the Hydra Stomper. Thank like you. it's where I the arc reactor was... would be. Okay. okay yeah, yeah, I, I missed thought... that too. Okay, I thought Howard had invented the arc reactor early. Now that makes a no. whole lot more sense. Yeah, he, and that's an answer to your question, Dub. If he used, if he just inserted the tesseract, then then Tony can still create the arc reactor because we don't have that now. Fair Thanks, enough. Thanks, Blyze. <laughs> and Blyze, you wanted to hit something about um, Excalibur or what was going on? With oh yeah. That? So um, I just thought it was funny in a, in a. In a show that really doesn't have many Easter eggs, they d- it did seem like this was one. Uh, when she pulls the sword off of the wall and she comes down and she superhero lands, um, I got a big feeling of Captain Britain, uh, which is supposed to be like a meld of what she is um, in this because he did wield Excalibur for some mm-hmm. time in the book. So I thought that was a pretty cool and, yeah. and fun and I mean, thing that they did. She literally yanks it out of the stone. Yeah. And it's not just like hanging on the wall and she just grabs it. She literally, and they make a big point of showing that she yanks it out of the stone. So I actually am inclined to play with, agree with you on that. Nice. I think it's a Captain Britain homage. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, let's get all our grades for this. Um, let's start with Michelle. Give, give us your grades for this episode of what if. I'm going to be, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to be um, brutal. <laughs> I, I'm going to, I will give it a C plus. Okay. Give it a C plus. It's not brutal I, for someone who's not a big fan of animation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Especially well, after the Kevin Smith episode. I've seen your brutality. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched that, check it Go out. Go back and watch it now. <laughs> if you want to see me be really snotty. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's the animation. I just, I didn't like, um, the, I liked watching her, like I said, just totally kick some butt. I liked that part. I just felt like everything was really rushed through. I, um, and again, like with the animation and the audio, it just, I don't know, it, it lost me. Um, I think it, I think it could have been done better. So that's just, Fair enough. that's my opinion. Plies. Uh Give it an A. Um, it was, it was exactly no what I wanted it to be. <laughs> um, I didn't see anything. Um, there was no letdowns for me. Like I knew the animation style going into it. I knew what it was going to be about. Uh, like I said, we'll see what happens in the next um, next couple episodes of stuff we don't know is coming up. But this fulfilled all of my expectations that I had. Very good. Courtney? Um, I'm going to go with an A because, you know, it's my girl Peggy. Any any excuse to give me some more Peggy Carter beating people up <laughs> and I'm in. I'm sold. Fair enough. Okay. I actually want to give this two grades. First time I watched it on the first after my first viewing, B plus to A minus because it. This is a show that you need to watch and just have an emotional response to. On the second watch, when I started kind of picking apart and dealing with the animation, all that, it goes down to you know a B to B minus. So, I think I'm going to have to watch these once and just get the emotional response and then stop. Um, and that's that's not an insult. That's just yeah. I think that's the way these shows have to be watched because there's a lot that I don't like about it, but the emotions, the emotional um, core of it makes it a lot higher. So yeah, I guess I'll be watching these once instead of multiple times. And I can't do looks that. Like me and, <laughs> looks like me and Courtney are going to be writing the scripts for this, these episodes. You and me, baby. <laughs> the scripts. My grade now- had nothing to do with Peggy. I love her. I'm just putting that disclaimer oh, out. No. No. We've hey, seen I this episode how both Courtney and Michelle do not like Peggy Cardi all that much. Yep, <laughs> they hate Peggy Cardi. Oh, yeah. Hate her. yeah, yeah. So, Love re- Peggy. Remember to comment <laughs> on our on all our social medias to get a entry into our uh, by the end uh, by the end of the nine episodes. We'll get we're gonna get somebody a cool new shirt out of this. Yeah, yeah. And in case everybody doesn't know, I'm gonna totally do it now because it's available on the internet. Next episode is what if it was T'Challa who was taken by the the Reavers and Peter. not Peter Quill. And uh, that that's gonna be a good one, I think. It'll be hope. fun. It should be fun. Okay. So until we until we catch you guys next week, I'm Dub. I'm here with Michelle. I'm here with Courtney. I'm here with Blyze. Keep on geeking on, guys. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.